Hey, Adam. What's up? You have an analog or a digital watch? I have a digital watch. Are you a robot? I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast, a podcast about listening and playing music better. Buddy, you surprised me with the uh, the live intro, the live live theme music today. I love it, man, and I'm so happy for these Hammer 88s. We can do that. We're in the pod studio, so that's how we roll. The pod know? suite. Pod suite, sorry. What did I call it? It it's feels like a studio. studio. It, it is, is a little, little studio but it's yeah. Andrew dubbed it the pod suite. Now, this is a momentous day. We have our new audio intern, Alex, man on the board today. Well, we just met him, so we don't know how mom- momentous this is actually going to yeah, be. So far, it's, it's got the potential for the start of momenticity. A, a brilliant podcasting career here. You know what? When you asked me, do I have a digital watch or an analog watch? I said digital knee-jerk-wise, because I think I just wanted to do that robot voice, but yeah. I have an analog watch. I don't you know do what the hell I was talking about. Well, that's why I was trying to set it up. We're so spontaneous here, you screwed it up, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, I love an analog watch. You, I know you have uh, the old Apple Watch there. The There's old, nothing old about it. Nothing old about it. It's, it's, and it's weird, because it's kind of an... I, I, I choose an analog face... Interesting. On my watch, you like have hands on the face of the watch. Right. Yeah, I have the I have the old. Then it is old. The old Skagen, uh, the uh, out of Denmark. Out of Denmark, nice. it's a beautiful watch uh, company, and it's a beautiful watch. I love this watch, man. Fun fact: the first um, in-flight purchase, duty-free purchase I ever made was a Skagen watch hmm. back in 90, 1991. Skagen, which was represented. kind of a heyday. It was you know pre-online sales, so it was like you're up in the air. That was the only time you could purchase that Should item we, without paying taxes. Can I see if Scoggin wants to sponsor the podcast? We could. That would be <laughs> awesome. We could drape the... Improve you know. your time with Scoggin time. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Make sure you replace the battery, just like you need to practice. So, uh, yeah, for sure. So what are we talking about today? Yeah, why are we talking about analog and digital? Well, this is there's a, a reason for this, and uh, this is something that we talked about at, in depth last week down in New Orleans, both anecdotally and uh, informally. You gave a uh, keynote about and this. And then I gave a keynote because I kind of settled on this concept right before the the speech. And so I ended up changing, to, kind of totally changing what I was talking about because I was so excited about it. I know. This. I remember you were going to talk about one thing, and then you went for a run around New Orleans, probably saw five or six places you used to live, <laughs> and you totally changed the, yeah. the direction of the But speech. I don't know if you remember this. You gave me the okay to when I mentioned it to you. You were like, yeah, man. Definitely do that. I think it's a great idea, and I actually love your your angle on this. I think is brilliant. So go ahead. Well, and it was funny too because when you were like, "Yeah, go ahead," I was like, "Oh, cool." Adam approves because I, I, you know, I looked you for approval. But then I was like, "Wait, is he like, yeah, go ahead? This will be hilarious as I watch you fall." (laughs) I don't have to give a speech. (laughs) Like either way, it's going to be fun. I think it's a really good analogy. I think uh, you had it. It seemed you had it thought out really well, and and. I realize that I think like this as well. So go ahead and, and drop the knowledge. Okay, so the idea on this, an analog mindset, um, w- what am I talking about? This is the idea that we're doing something in, the, I mean, you know, analog, all the kids now are like, oh, let's go analog. So anything that's kind of a throwback in time, but specifically what I'm talking about is a time when we needed to navigate the physical world, the uh, musical world, the emotional world and everything without the aid of digital tools. Yeah. Now, primarily we think about this with the smartphone that whatever 60% of the world's population or whatever it is has, I think that you know it's, it's hard to even remember a time, especially if you've always been tethered to one of these things, yep. but for those of us old enough to remember when you had to navigate things with more of an analog mindset and actually without a digital tool, you just, that's what the world was. I mean, most of my life has been analog. This has been very recent in the scope of my old ass life, but it's still hard to remember what it was like without it. Right. Like trying to like 
navigate to a gig or something without my phone seems like wait you had to look it up beforehand i know you had to think it through and i remember when like MapQuest was a thing but you still had to print out the directions remember that yeah yeah of course but like and that was sort of a in between it was like using a digital tool exactly to print it out old school but the idea of any any or or having your own gig and remember i remember thinking about i remember when you told me about this analog versus digital but i remember having to think about like okay well when i when I call the dudes for the gig, yeah, I got to remember to give them directions to the gig, right? Like it's on Seventh Street, but you have to go down King's Highway a little bit and make a right, yes, onto Euclid and you know or whatever, and then like that's gone. That's gone. That's yeah. right. And I think you know um, what what sort of spurred this line of thinking to me was actually, as you said, was running around New Orleans. So I lived in New Orleans from 1991 through. Um, 2005. Man, you are so old. Yeah, I'm, I'm old AF. You know, it was weird. I was three years old when I moved down there and drove and everything. No, but so, I mean, I was sort of down there for formative years, you know, age 20 to 35. All my kids were born there. Yeah. You know, I mean, just a lot of important things. But but in terms of music, I really developed. Like, all through my 20s was in New Orleans. I was touring a lot, but New Orleans was such an exciting place then. It still is. Yeah, they had so music great. down there? They had a little bit of music, yeah. I mean, this is post Louis Armstrong, but pre Lil Wayne, you know? <laughs> Somewhere in between. That's a, that's a wide Actually, swath. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing was, I mean, you know, Nicholas Payton, Brian Blake, yeah, Chris Thomas, yeah. you had Bryce a trio with Brian and Chris, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and so it was a lot of development. Jermaine Basil, Victor Goins, Ellis Marsalis, uh, so many people. That uh, that saxophone player, that we, Bryce Winston. Bryce Winston. Exactly. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we saw him checking him out, man. He's great. So, but sort of separate from that, as I was running around New Orleans and I went to some different neighborhoods I hadn't been to in years, not even, not only the ones that I lived in, but like Bywater and the Marigny and like through the French Quarter, which I didn't even used to hang out a lot of the French Quarter. And New Orleans has the coolest names for neighborhoods ever. Yeah. Like we here have like Lindenwood Park, but they have like <laughs> Broadmoor and Bywater. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know, it's amazing. Well, if you say them the way you're saying, Lindenwood Park, yo. Well, there is <laughs> something when people with a New Orleans accent say Broadmoor, you're yeah. like, what? Exactly. Um, but oh, I'll, I'll give you a quick test. Remember, I was trying to help you master what's the name of the street that we that was by the river? Started with a T. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Come on, Adam. Chapatulas. Oh, like a native. Bam. Like a native. Bam. I like it. That was I use some phonetic things to remember that. That's so, good. Bam. Well, it must be a lot of them to remember that. Okay, so because if you if you if our listeners saw the word chapatulas, oh man, you wouldn't think of it sounds like chapatulas. Well, it's got so many letters just to be able to get through it with any kind of diction is, yeah, is a yeah. success. But to say it correctly, okay, so I'm running around these neighborhoods, and what came to me, the epiphany that I kind of had, just for me personally, was I was like, wow, I know. New Orleans so well yeah. and so intuitively, I shocked myself that I could still get around. I wasn't using my phone. I'm just like running. But not only that, like I knew intuitively, not even the names of the streets. I knew what it felt like. Right. I knew what direction, and it wasn't north, south, east, west because that's never been a thing in New Orleans. Right. But I knew it's how a to crescent get, shape. It's a crescent city, yeah. shape, and it's but it's like I could feel where the river was even when I because you normally can't see the river because yeah. there's a there's a um. Uh, berm there what do you call that a levee yeah you know um and then even towards the lake we were far from the lake but i could feel which direction the lake was because i learned to navigate around that city in an analog way that's right um and so i realized how deeply i learned that sometimes when you learn things in more of a digital way you forget them the next minute even or the next day because you know you can reference back to that digital tool you have of course and for super mundane things that can be good or like if you're visiting a city just for 24 hours and you're using your navigation you don't have the time or the wherewithal to really learn it in that old school way yeah but i was so 
happy that I was just able to kind of roam around all the city uptown and going all around Broadmoor, my old neighborhood. I mean, that neighborhood I really knew well because I lived there. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was just so surprised, and I'm definitely one to, like, I'm traveling so much, and I feel like I know a lot of cities, but it's like, how can you remember something that you haven't really been in in a while? And you kind so, of made it your mission that whole week to just put your phone away when we were going places. Too. I know. You, like, you kept on, you're like, I, I was like, no, 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 no I, I, I got it. there. Follow me. I got yeah, it. Yeah. And I mean, I remembered stuff like avoid this, these blocks because there's so there's so many potholes in them. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know the names of the streets. I was like, no, we can't go down I there. I mean, if you did that there, you might not get around anywhere, exactly. to be honest. Exactly. I say. So what I started thinking about was like, wow, this is the way we learn how to play jazz. This is the way we learn how to play music. Yeah, I was going to say, how, do you, how are you approaching this analog mindset? I mean- Need I remind you as well that you are the CEO of an online jazz education site? Yeah, this is not an anti-digital thing, and I mean, I've, and I you're love, a very tech-savvy guy. Like you I'm have very, the Apple I'm, Watch. You I'm know? an early adopter, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this new thing I haven't even told you about. Hold on a second. Okay, cool. I just sent an email for my brain. That's messed up. I got up. an implant. I would never do that. That's <laughs> no, messed no. up. Messed up. Too far. Trump just read that email. <laughs> Woo beep. So. Um, yeah, no, this is not an anti-digital thing, but it is a thing to say, okay, what, like, let's make a decision about what we're going to learn with an analog mindset. And I think learning to play music, learning to develop as a musician, learning to develop as a storyteller, learning the skills that we need, need to be able to translate our story that's innately in us yep. through the music, through jazz, through whatever kind of music we want to play, improvisation, yeah. is so important to not learn digitally now that doesn't mean you can't use digital tools it's, it's a very different thing that's why we said analog mindset it's yeah. not about analog tools it's not like oh that means i have to learn the solo with a turntable by ear instead of with uh, a streaming device that doesn't actually matter you just need to hear it right right right, right. but it's with the mindset it's like okay are you going to use these tools to to make so many shortcuts that you don't learn it to the depth right. in which your ears need to develop are you are you using iReal b on the session you know, are you leaning on the crutch of the digital tool as opposed to using it to make you absorb it in, a, in an analog way? I think you're onto something here because what we're making, what we're talking about here is art. And art is such a uniquely human expression. Yes. You know, and it's really about the humanness that makes most art great. I mean, even even digital music, right? Like from, I, I'm a huge fan of electronic music, but even, well, no, no, no. But like the things that hit me the most, you know, even electronic music are things that are very human yes. feeling. Like it's a, it's a universal feeling. It's yeah. not like it, like for me, there's no disconnect between that and, and, you know, Charles Mingus, even though Mingus is using all analog instruments, but the, the feeling is very, can be very similar. Well, think about like the early synth sound and not just because they're early and with, you know, analog, but I mean, just the early electronic music and experimentations like the Stevie Wonder did, yeah. Herbie Hancock, yeah, I mean, and a lot sure. of other people were, were kind of most tell me familiar that, with that them. Stevie's uh, voyage into electronic, like with synths and stuff, wasn't human. It's, it's so human. So it's so analog, feel, or what we would call analog now. You know, but the even someone like DJ it. Shadow, who used all samples to make yeah. his greatest records, you know, that feels so personal and human to me. Well, know? I think that's actually it, it, like that's the manifestation of this analog mi mindset in a digital world with digital tools. Right. It's like they're not a Approaching it with the standpoint of like, okay, I'm going to turn over all the creative process to the machines. It's like, no, I'm going to use the machines. I'm going to use any right. sounds that I want to tell my story. It doesn't matter if right. it's anything from hitting a rock against the wall to just a straight synth or whatever. Totally. But I'm using it with the, the analog mindset, the creative mindset, the, the process of a human creating it. So what's what is what's the analog mindset that we can focus on as we're learning here? Like what what is so I, I like that you talked about directions because I think that's a clear cut way for mm -hmm. people to and we kind of talked about 
about that. We, Ooh, hello. My voice Getting excited. We had, we'd kind of talked about this in New Orleans when yeah. we were discussing this concept originally. Like, if I look at my phone for which way is the river, I want to get to the river, right? Yeah. Uh, it's going to give me a direct route. If I ask someone on the corner, like, hey, which way is the river? They're going to be like, oh, it's, it's like you have to turn right here and then just keep going straight. But if you go over a block, there's this really killing coffee shop right. that's like, or this, this tour of the river that you could check out. And it's going to enhance your experience. It's yes. the same thing with, with this. If you kind of approach it from a, I need to learn this, um, you use these digital tools if I have to, to learn it in an analog way, because it's really not about like the quickest way yeah. to the goal. It's no. not, that's it's not the efficient the part. It's about the journey of the, of the experience. Really. Right, right. And I think it, this applies so well to learning improvisation because this can build in a lot of the sort of necessary organic ear training needed to become a great improviser, that's needing right. to continue to develop as an improviser when you do that. No, that's why you, you can't know, take the shortest route. Of course not. Like you can go look up the Omni book and see what Charlie Parker played right. on, on a given solo. And that could be very handy information if you're trying to analyze something and trying to get the intellectual, you know, thinking behind it. But if you learn that same solo from the record, yes, it's going to be so much more ingrained. Your play, playing is going to improve in ways that you can't even count on. It's not just about getting that information. We talk about this all the time, and I think this is maybe something that is unique to the digital age, but you can't information your way to becoming a better player. Yep, It's all about experiencing it in a way that's human that makes you a better artist. And I think that's the important part of this analog mindset. Yeah, and I think this idea of, let's repeat that, can't information your way uh, to become a better player... This is a trap of the digital world that we want to make sure we don't go into. So that's kind of information overload. Like this is sort of the first time over the last 10, 20 years, however we however you know you want to look at it, but that we've had access to really more information than we need to yeah. develop as we a have, player. You you listening right now have access to more music than John Coltrane had when he was alive. Yeah, by, by far, like, like in your by, pocket by a hundred times. Yeah, by a hundred times, and it's instant. But how come you're not as good as John Coltrane? Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I mean, you you've heard probably more music and different kinds of music than he's heard, but he probably listened to things in a very focused way, right? And and probably had a little bit less of a spectrum of what he listened to, but it was very focused and intent. Yes, listening. And so a lot of times people kind of get a, a defeatist attitude about this and say, oh, well, this is the world we're in now. There's never going to be more John Coltrane's because kids aren't coming up focused. I don't think that's so, true. I'm no, sure. I mean, we can actually use, you know, a, a, a smart way of using the digital tools. We can actually cut right to that great information, but that's that analog mindset. The analog mindset is I'm going to listen to just one album. I'm going to listen to just one track over and over again. Yep. Just like John Coltrane. Actually, just like we, I mean, when I was coming up, I just didn't have, I accumulated a bunch of records and CDs later on, but it was in a way like you had to buy each one of them. So there was like a fit, there was a, a monetary barrier to, to overload. I say this all the time. <laughs> I could afford about one CD a month yep. on my pittance as a teenager. And so I just listened to that CD over and over again for a month. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. Even if it wasn't that like the most iconic, whatever, I just... But we can still be obsessed with things and not be hermits. You for know sure. what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like you look at, you know, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with studying El Elliot Kipchoge, the great marathoner, yeah. because he seems, he has such an ability to live. He's so iconic, you know, he just ran the first sub two hour marathon ever. Yeah. Um, but he can live like, I mean, he's very astute at like social media and different things, mm -hmm. but he has this like old school mindset, especially about training, but even about his writings and things that he does online, like very focused. I mean, obviously you don't get to the point where you can run like that. Everyone thinks, oh, he's so talented. Oh yeah. There's a bunch of guys talented like that. Of course. How do you go to that next level? Yeah. 
But he has an ability to tune out all that stuff and just focus on his training. And, you know, everybody thinks... And I actually um, I got a chance to train. No, I didn't get a chance to train with him. But I did run in very close when I was in Kenya. It was such oh, really? an honor to be able to run in the area, in the Rift Valley. Because we were doing a oh, gig there. It was so crazy. Cool. So, I mean, I mean, it had nothing to do with him. But I was I was in the general couple hundred miles. Amongst of, the greats. I, I was amongst the greats. A yeah. horrible one. But the, but the idea is people think, oh, they're up there stuck without communication. And no, it's not like that at all. Like they go out and focus and run. But they're using technology. And he has, you know, coaches and stuff that are analyzing heart rates and all these different things but he uses still the mindset of like focus you got to put in the miles you have to be very regimented about your thing no getting around it and is, and is able to tune out but still to bring that in so i think really we have the opportunity to now to develop and train a whole new generation of players as good or better than ever with the technology but you have to learn how to tune things out and you have to bring this analog mindset into this time and then it can become very exciting you know yeah because you don't have to take advantage of everything you don't have to go to every oh this related video let me go check that out but you've got to make that decision to have that analog yeah mindset. i think i think the key to all this is just be mindful of what where your attention is and, and your focus yeah. you know as you're practicing as you're planning out what you want to work on so and man. the great thing about it is as far as become a better musician these are these are ideas and concepts that have been developed for a long time. They don't get thrown out with yeah. technology. They can be enhanced by that. A lot of other things, like specifically in the technology world, as things develop and things are innovated, a lot of other things, yes, they're built upon previous concepts, but certain things become obsolete. Yep. You know, um, like you can't bring out an old computer from the 60s and be like, man, this is actually better than what we have now because yeah, it's so analog. Yeah. The thing doesn't even work anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, it takes up a whole room, it a takes whole, up a whole, whole pod room. studio. Yeah, we wouldn't be here without that but yeah. that's kind of over yeah, yeah. but this stuff in terms of creating great art is always going to be valuable and important so i'm really excited about it and just even thinking about it because we've been you know we've we're always talking about things related to this now it's just we're kind of codifying in a way that i think makes sense i think it's a great analogy man i think it's a great thought experiment yeah so uh cool yep. uh so well hopefully people hear this this was uh yeah we want to congratulate we're not Alex gonna press this to final day. are we yeah, <laughs> if Alex screws up, no one will ever hear this. So if you're hearing this, this was a big success. Yeah, for Alex, today. did this record? Okay. Yeah, he says yeah. <laughs> he says yeah. Uh, so where could people go if they wanted to maybe I don't know leave us a rating or review. Go to they the, would want to walk towards the river down to Chapatula Street. Uh, there's a and great coffee shop over. <laughs> well, look for a secret scroll where you write it. No, you're going to want to go to wherever you're listening or watching this podcast. This is our. Uh, we're giving you license to enter the digital world mm. and and to leave us a rating review. We haven't asked for that in a while. Yep. Did you you have any of them up? No, I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to beg for it, but I just want to let people know they can leave us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word about the podcast. Also, you can now leave us your speak pipe full time. Yes. You can do that. Go to youllhearit.com, leave us a voice message, and ask us a question about music or uh, anything you want. That's right. Yes, yeah. you can do that. And uh, as always, we're sponsored by Open Studio, openstudiojazz.com. Check out yeah. the Piano Access Pass, which has quickly become, we might have to rename the site Piano Access Pass. It's so, so darn popular. It's really good. But we still got a lot of other stuff. We've been having a lot of bass players come on for the Christian McBride Fundamentals of Jazz Bass Course, well, it's, which it's has awesome. been around a little bit, but then we realized that knowledge doesn't go anywhere, so we've had a lot of discovery on that. If you want to check that out, yep. all access pass, all that good stuff. Cool. Until tomorrow, you'll hear it.